Well, uh, thank you for that beautiful introduction. Um, I love Jesus. That's all you need to know. I want to honor your leadership and your pastors of this exceptional church. Um, when you go visit a lot of churches and you get to see ministries and you see all of those things, um, sometimes you meet people and you go, whoa, they're the real deal. And uh, a lot of times there's a lot of fluff, but sometimes there's a lot of power. I want to honor you guys. You guys are incredible, phenomenal pastors, phenomenal apostles. And this morning I'm a son of Jubilee, but I'm also a son of this house. And I honor and respect you. I honor the ministry, the power that you guys carry. And um, I want to say that this morning I come as a son to serve. I don't come as someone that's arrived. Uh, I come to serve the house. I come to release the word of the Lord in season that will change your life. And so I'm excited. And this is probably the calmest you're going to hear me for the rest of this morning. So get used to it. So yeah, like, uh, like was mentioned, I've got a beautiful family. You know God is good to you when you look like me and he gives you a wife that is incredibly beautiful. And so favor isn't fair. And so uh, I've got a beautiful wife, beautiful family. Uh, my two kids were born in Australia. My, my, my youngest son was born here, uh, Afrikaans boyki. Uh, you can see it because the other two look like Aussies, but he looks like Afrikaans boy. I, yeah, he's awesome. His name's Levi Zion. And my, my son's name is, is Jude Leo. Um, I wanted to call him Liu, and then my wife was like, no. So I was like, Leo is lion in, in some, I think, was some language somewhere. My daughter is called Sarah Brave. Yeah, she's scary. <laughs> she's scary. But um, my kids love Jesus. They have visions, encounters, going to trances, all of those beautiful things. And um, I have the privilege of parenting them with my gorgeous wife. And so this morning we welcome uh, you guys. And uh, I really pray that you open up your hearts for the word that the Lord wants to release. Yeah, and so uh, I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony so you, that so you can understand why I'm crazy. And then, uh, can I take off my jacket? Is it okay? Can I take it off? Kaju was practicing. He just wants to hit people. And so um, I, uh, I actually, I'm actually from this area. My dad's a farmer. He's got a farm out near Michalisburg, and um, I grew up. Uh, in this area, I was on staff at Rhema for about six years, and then um, the Lord started moving on my life. Um, I got radically converted. When I got saved, I got saved proper, gave my whole life to Jesus, everything, all my issues, all my everything, I gave it to Him. I got delivered from a lifestyle of homosexuality, a lifestyle of drug addiction, and um, yeah, I am redemption, and I've seen God do incredible things in my life because I gave Him a yes, and not a half, all of it. And so I've had the privilege of seeing people get raised from the dead. I've had the privilege of seeing lame people walk. I've had the privilege of seeing Jesus move. And I've had the privilege of ministering the word of God to beautiful sons and daughters. And so a couple of years ago, we moved to Australia. My wife and I got married, and, and we moved to Australia. And we were a part of two churches there, and we went through an incredibly difficult season in our lives. And the Lord started encountering us with signs and wonders, and the Bible became real to us. We had encounter after encounter with angels. We had clouds of glory visiting us for three months at a time. We had food appear in our cupboards. We had supernatural stuff happen. And that's where I met Pastor Finn and Pastor Ayers. The church that brought me across to Australia actually owns Jubilee's building. And so I got to meet them. I got to build a relationship with them. And uh, what is so amazing, this is the first itinerant ministry trip that I've taken on since planting our church because I've, I've not felt compelled to, but I felt compelled to come because I believe what the Lord wants to do today is birth an awakening. Um, now, you didn't catch what I said. God wants to birth an awakening. So what he wants to do today is going to cause an outbreaking in this area. And so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you how to get there. And um, 
So we were in Oz and all of this stuff happens. My wife's a prophet. If you marry a prophet, you're into trouble. And uh, she has this, this radical, so what I was saying, the anniversary, yeah, yeah, let me first say that. This weekend is the, the anniversary of when the Lord called me back to South Africa six years ago. In 2015, I was in my bed and I had an out-of-body experience and I was lying in Sydney and uh, I, the Lord brought me to a mountain in Cape Town and he, and he placed me on this mountain and overlooked this valley and it was a beautiful place and the Lord said, I want you to plant a church there. And I said, no, I'm not going to plant a church. I don't want to plant a church. Pastors are crazy. I don't want to be involved in church anymore because I got burnt out and hurt and abused and all that stuff. And I got so upset with the Lord. I said, Lord, how dare you call me back to this country that I left? And uh, don't argue with God. You're always going to lose. That was in 2015, 2017. My wife has this encounter with the Lord where she's sitting in the backyard and the Holy Spirit moves upon her. And he says to her, my daughter, I want you to plant a church. And so she said, God, it's yes for me, but you've got to talk to that man because he's not moving. And so God has his ways to speak to people. Subsequently, uh, my wife had a dream about uh, this pastor that we were at, the church we were at. She had a dream where I was sitting with coffee, having coffee with them. And over coffee, he asked me to leave. And so the next morning, um, she tells me the dream, and I'm like, yeah, babe. And then I go to have coffee, and the pastor goes, by the way, I want you to leave. And we left a church within a week. Within a week, God just moved us. And there we were in Australia after five years, and we were like, God, what, what's going on? My visa was running out in a year's time, and I was like, I didn't know what to do. And I just said to Maxine, babe, maybe we should start a ministry. Let's, because at that stage, we were doing worship and burns and all over Sydney. We were traveling everywhere, leading worship in different countries and doing all sorts of cool stuff. And, and I said to her, babe, let's start this. And I went to Pastor Finney. I said, Pastor Finney, I want to start this. And Pastor Finney looked at me and said, if you want to change the nation, plant a church. And I was like, jeez, Lord, I don't know if I'm, I, I, I'm not planting a church. No. And I got upset. And I was like, God, I'm not planting a church. And then... Um, we, we were in a position where we had no place to stay. We've given up all our stuff, and, and Pastor Finney and Izzy put us into a house, and they took care of us for eight months. And they loved on us and, and just brought us into sonship and, and made us family, and it was incredible. It's just amazing. And so um, I was sitting in, in a meeting, and Pastor Izzy was teaching us how to do songwriting and do all that stuff, and I was sitting in the corner hiding. And I was like, Lord, I'm just here for the snacks. I, wasn't really, I didn't really care what was happening in the room. And the next moment, an angel walks into the meeting. And Pastor is behind the piano. If you've seen her, she, she, like, she saw it straight away. And I, and I was like, and I saw him coming for me. And I was like, tried getting away. And he walked straight up to me and he pointed to me. He had a spear in his hand. He had a drum. And he was, he was aggressive, aggressive. And he said to me, Africa's calling you home. And I'm like, no, no, like, no, I'm not, I'm not. And uh, the Lord then visited me several times with that same angel before I came back. I'm a little bit stubborn. Eventually, I, I said to my wife, I said, okay, babe, okay, the Lord spoke to me. And even on the plane back, I was, I was sitting, I'm like, babe, are you serious? Are we really doing this? Are we planting this church? And so we came back to South Africa. We stayed with my mom-in-law, who stays in Randburg, and I had no idea where we were going to plant the church. But I knew it was Cape Town, and, and I said to my wife, let, let me fly up to Cape Town. Let me drive around. Let me see what there is. And I, I flew up to Cape Town, and I drove through the different areas. And I drove into an area, and as I turned the bend, I looked up to a mountain, and I saw the mountain that the Lord brought me to, 2015. And I said to God, no, no, don't say no to God. And uh, I, I phoned my, my wife and I said, babe, I found the place where we're going to plant the church. That night I flew home and I got severely attacked by demons, like, like hectic. It felt like they were ripping my body apart, like I was convulsing, vomiting, and I was like, this is a demonic attack on my body. And uh, I, I called my wife and said, babe, pray for me. And she put her hands on my head. The angel that called us back came and he put his hand, he walked straight up to me and he put his hand on my head and strength came into my body and the sickness left my body and my wife went into an open vision and she started seeing the future of our area for the next five years 
And what happened was we, we then moved to Fishhook, first time ever in Fishhook. Don't know the place from a bar of soap. And um, the Lord said to us, I want you to start worship nights. Just worship. No other agenda but me. And we, we, we set up as if thousands were coming. We set everything up in our lounge. And we worshiped Jesus. And one person came. Then two people came. And at our first service, we had 35 people show up in our house. It was a mess. And we, we just started seeking God. And, and we started seeing signs and wonders and gold falling from, from our roof and, and anointing oil dripping from our roof and gold pouring out of our walls and, and people having encounters and radically get touched. And that's where Khadre got touched and the Lord healed him. Radically, he looked like he was getting electrocuted on the ground. I was like, Lord Jesus, please don't let him die. But we just started the church. I don't need that type of publicity. And um, as, we, as the church started moving and growing, we, we grew so rapidly, we outgrew our house within three weeks. And we then moved into a bigger, a bigger space, and um, we outgrew that space within three months. And then we moved into a building that was a little bit smaller than what you're sitting in, and God just showed up. And we had the most powerful meetings you can think of, stuff happening in people's lives, families getting born again, sons and daughters coming home. We saw the working of the gospel. Kharki came to our church, and if God can touch him, he can touch anybody. Come on. So there's hope for you if you feel lost. And uh, this, this beautiful stuff started happening. And, and, uh, but when you plant a church, you sometimes are concerned what people think because you want to impress people. You want the church to grow. And I remember one night we were sitting, um, and I heard the Lord say to me, and the Lord said to me, get up and go to your room. And we were having coffee and, and just speaking to each other. And and as I got, I eventually said, Lord, okay, Lord, I'll go. Because he kept telling me to go. And as I walked into my room, I got arrested by four angels. And they touched me and I fell to the ground. And I started bouncing this high off the ground. And the angels started calling every prophetic word spoken over my life. They started calling out. And they said, today you're being delivered of the opinions of man. And God absolutely rocked me. He took away every fear of man I ever had. In a moment, I got delivered from it. And I got off of that floor, and the power of God started manifesting in our church. Because I stopped caring what I look like when I worship. I stopped caring what I look like when I pray. I'm not there to impress others. I'm there to move the heart of the Father. And so when I started worshiping and praying, the church caught it. And the next moment, we were seeing outrageous things take place. We saw growth, exponential growth. And we're like, God, like I don't even have enough people to catch all the people that are coming in. It was insane. I was like, God, you've got to slow down. And the Lord started moving in our, in our church. Beautiful stuff. And then COVID happened and our church multiplied. Again. During COVID, the Lord moved us into a bigger property through another encounter with an angel. By the way, if you've got issues with angels, just read your Bible. Seriously, read your Bible. Um, the Lord spoke to me and I, got, I, got, I encountered this angel. And the angel said to me, the Lord is going to give you land, land to build. And within a couple of months, the Lord brought us to this property. And your beautiful pastors have been there. They've seen what the Lord has done. And we've got a property now where we can seat up to 400 people. We've got housing on the property. We just built someone a house on the property. And what I want to say to you today, the quickening that's upon us as a church is going to be released over this ministry. Because the land that is across there is for now. It's not for the next generation. It's going to get birth now. And I'm going, to, I'm going to read the Bible for you so that some of your religious people can just relax. So if you've got your Bible, turn to Numbers. I'll get there eventually. But just turn to Numbers and, yeah, just, just prepare your hearts. Yeah, and so we, the Lord started just doing this incredible stuff. And uh, during this period... The, of COVID and stuff, we grew, and God started doing such beautiful, beautiful things. And what I want to share with you this morning is that I had an encounter, and I released the encounter to my church, and they weren't ready. But I believe you're ready for it. I felt it in the worship. I felt it when we were on the land. 
And so what, I wanna, what I'm going to release this morning is going to stretch you because you've got to let go of yourself. And you've got to stop caring what people think. And you've got to be wild and crazy. Come on, you've got to be a little bit crazy. It's the crazy ones that change the world. Really. Any person that's impacted history, they're, they're crazy, man. I, I want to be crazy for Jesus. Lose my mind. Okay, Numbers 13. And so I'm going to get to this, but I need to, I need to tie everything together. And so about three months ago, two months, two, three months ago, Kadri, come on, this is what I pay you for, man. <laughs> By the way, if you want Kadri's number for the single ladies, post it on Facebook, right? A bit later. I'll look you up, man. I'll look you up. And so uh, I was sitting in my bed like any, any uh, male does late at night in his underwear. And I was sitting on my bed. I was uh, talking to my wife. And the next moment, this angel walks right up to my bed in my face. And he announces to me, said, I am revival. My name is Chia, which means to bring life. And in a moment, God said, I want to impact your church and I want to bring revival to you. And I want to give to you what this nation is craving, an absolute awakening. I want to say to you this morning, I want to challenge you, the future of this nation does not lie in politics. It does not lie in, in some fancy movement happening. It lies at the feet of the church, the church that is awake and alive with the power of the gospel. And that is what I'm here for, to release the power of the gospel to you, for signs and wonders and miracles to follow, for the nation to come to the church. The Welsh Revival that broke out, prisons closed down, bars closed down. Now, God, we want that. I don't want to pray and say, oh, Lord, I'm now, 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 now. I want that now. I want to see the dead raised now. I want to see cancer healed now. I want to see blind eyes open now. I want it now. For too long, the church just sat back and been passive. It's time that we become aggressive. We need to take back what is ours because we're allowing the enemy to walk all over what belongs to us when we have been given dominion to rule and to reign as kings on this earth. Josh, get to numbers. And so the, the Lord said to me, start writing down what the angel is releasing. And the angel released this to me, said, what will follow if you re receive the word of the, of the Lord through this angel? This is what will follow. Explosive encounters, physical encounters with the power, the presence, and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. He said, awe and wonder will come back to the body of Christ. And the glory of God, the tangible dwelling presence of Jesus will fill your, your auditoriums, will fill your churches, will fill your homes. And the word of God will be made manifest. The word will become alive and the finished work of Jesus will be demonstrated. And then the angel said, only do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Don't have fancy little clubs with no power. Don't have a little meeting with a cool name. Don't, don't just go to the clique. Don't just go have coffee. But encounter the Holy Spirit. Focus on hosting the presence of God. What we did this morning, we're hosting the presence of God. Do you understand that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords graced us with His presence this morning? That is why my face is to the floor, because He is here. He's not just, we sing songs, but we don't actually realize what we are singing. When they started singing the thing about the new fire in the eyes, I'm like, Jesus, because I saw it. I don't take the words on the screen for granted. I go, yes, God, yeah, right now, in this place, touch me, right now. I don't wait for something. I create it by being obedient to the Holy Spirit, by putting my face to the floor, to the feet of the King. Ooh, we're going to have fun. Resolve to pray in the Spirit. And then the angel looked at me and he said, this is an invitation to awakening. What is your answer, yes or no? That very moment, I looked at my wife and I gave my life to Jesus again. 
Say, God, here's it again. Take it again. Where I haven't committed to you. If there's areas in my life that I haven't resolved to give to you. If there's any areas in my life that I didn't surrender, I surrendered it now. I cut off my hair. I dedicated myself to the Lord. I started stewarding my body so that I can stand in the glory of God. I started taking care of this temple so that the Lord can move on me with power. And I started taking responsibility and say, yes, God, I want a revival. I want awakening. For me, for my children, I want it. And I will be a door so that you can have a floor to move on one day. And I said to the church, I invited all my leaders in a room. I looked them in the face and said, do you want revival? I shared this with them. And I said, this is what happened. There's an invitation to see revival birthed in South Africa. A birthing of signs, wonders, miracles, so that the whole Africa can be saved, so that the world can be impacted, so there's no 420 window left. Every tribe, every tongue will come to the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. It is not an option. Do you understand that's not an option? For me, it's all or nothing. Either Jesus is who he says he is or he's not. Either he raises the dead, either he heals the sick, either he splits mountains and splits seas, melting like wax, either he breaks open the tomb, either he raises Lazarus from the dead, or he doesn't. And what we believe is fake. But if I'm going to give my life to him, I'm giving everything to him. I'm not going to leave anything. I'm not going to leave anything. I'm going to pour out my spirit, pour out my love. I'm going to become a drink offering for the Lamb. And unto death I will live. And I'm not going to allow a generation to die on my watch. And I shared it with my leader and I said, do not say yes if you don't mean it. Don't say yes to awakening. Don't say yes to revival if you don't mean it. Don't mock God. Because my Savior bled on a cross, marred beyond recognition. He lost every little drop of blood. So that I can be delivered from homosexuality. So that I can be delivered from my drug addictions. He is worthy. And I say to them, do not say yes. If you don't mean it. And the next moment, the power of God moved into our meeting. This man flew three meters through the air. He's a big boy. He hit the ground. Got up again and God knocked him again. People were flying everywhere. The manifestation, the raw power of Jesus, the resurrected power of Jesus started manifesting himself in the room. Deliverances, guys on our leadership team, demons were coming out of them. People that are supposed to plant churches, God started delivering them, started setting them free, started doing these wonderful things in their lives because they said yes. And here's what happened. Our services freaking went off the charts. We broke chairs. People threw themselves at Jesus. When an invitation was given, it was there. And something happened. One morning we preached and nobody responded. And I went and I sat at the sound desk at our church and I wept before the Lord. I said, Lord, they've said no. They've said no. Some said yes, but they said no to you. And I was weeping before the Lord. I saw my wife on the other side of the church, and she was weeping because she saw the no. She felt people say no. And it broke my heart. Because God desires us so much. He relentlessly pursues you. That is why I've got a church called Relentless Pursuit. Because even in my most broken places, his spirit pursued me. When I was standing in front of strip clubs, when I was selling date rape drugs, when I was doing the things I wasn't supposed to do, there he was saying, my son, here I am, run to me with open arms. And the father ran to me with everything and he changed my life forever. This Jesus is real. It's not just a little Bible story. This is the words of the King of Kings. And I, I went home and I was just crying before the Lord. I said, God, no. We're mocking your presence. 
And I started speaking to my wife, and we, bossy tissues, you miss it. You've got to work on your timing. It should have been slow motion. And the Lord, the angel, left our church. And God still moves. Still touches people every time we have service. People get born again. Those things are still there. But our opportunity to walk in awakening and revival got lifted. And the Lord said to me, it's because their yeses weren't real. Some yeses were real. This man's life was a true yes. That's why he's sitting here. And then a lot of stuff happened. Started chatting to Connor. We're on the phone and Zoom and stuff happens. The next moment I just feel the Lord say, come, come here. And I didn't really know what I was going to share or anything. And we were on the plane, flying. I fell asleep. And probably an hour into our flight, I just shot straight up. And Khadri asked, what happened? I said, the angels are here. And the angel over your church and the angel of revival came onto the plane. There's an invitation for you this morning. That if you say yes to the invitation, you're going to step into tremendous revival. Tremendous. But there's a cost. It's not, it's not just this comfortable thing. Oh, I, I, roll, I got touched and I rolled. It's a life laid down. It's a crucifixion of self. And it's wild and it's messy. But that invitation is here for you. That invitation is for the land. And Pastor Grant was sharing about the seed. That's what I wanted to read out of Numbers. Numbers 13. And we, we've got this passage of scripture that I'm like, Lord, this is ridiculous. Where God delivers a nation, and you need to understand what I'm going to share with you this morning. Because you have got an opportunity to walk into awakening and to carry the next move of God's Spirit in our nation. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses. Aaron and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Parah. They reported to the whole community what they have seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report. We entered the land you sent us to explore. And indeed, it is a bountiful country. A land flowing with milk and honey. Over this ministry, there's tremendous prophetic words. Tremendous prophetic words. The milk and the honey is in front of you. We know the words spoken over this ministry. We can see it. We can feel it. We can hear the songs. We can see what God is doing. We can see the milk and the honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produced. But the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites lived in the Negev, and the Hittites, Jebutites, and the Amorites lived in the hill country. The, it sounds like a rap song. The Canaanites lived along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But, Caleb, say but. But, Caleb. But, Caleb, tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land. Caleb saw the deliverance of God move through Egypt. He saw some of the greatest miracles ever seen in the history of the earth. The stuff God did through Moses is freaking ridiculous. The miracles being fed every day, cloud by night, fire by day, 
called Cloud by Day, Fire by Night. Can you help me? Upside down. The answer is not signs and wonders. If the answer was signs and wonders, oh Lord, just, just do this, heal that person, just do this, then why did the Israelites rebel? The answer is not signs and wonders. Watch. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with them disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they, they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who lives in it. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants, their descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. That's why, and that's what they thought too. Chapter 14, the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rode in a great chorus to protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to let us die in battle? Our wives, our little ones will be, will be carried off for plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? And this morning we can sit here and we can say, wouldn't it be better for us to stay here? Wouldn't it be better for us to sit in this building? Or do we want to take the promised land that's across the road? Or do we want to say, what is across that road needs a seed that will birth a harvest? See, many people think that the pastors, when they cast vision, they ask for money. They don't want your money. They want your seed because money doesn't produce a harvest. Seed does. And so God is saying for us this morning, give me the seed so I can produce the harvest. Give me your life so that I can produce a harvest that will shake a nation. Verse 3, why is the Lord taking us out of the country to have us die in battle? Verse 4, then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Moses. They just saw God deliver them through the hand of Moses. They saw signs and wonders that baffled the mind. But a moment of fear paralyzed an entire nation who just saw the incredible deliverance of God. Then Moses and Aaron fell down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Devotion produces power. This church knows how to devote I see it in your songs. Your songs are being sung in my church. My people are getting touched by the songs that are being sung in this community, that have been written in this community. Devotion leads to power and dominion. Look at Moses and Aaron, face to the floor, heart to the Father. Face to the floor, heart to the Father. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephiah, tore their clothes. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are helpless prey as they have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid. 24 7 this morning, the Lord is saying, I am with you. Don't be afraid. Don't look at the land and say, hey, that's intimidating. All we see is a structure. But when I was putting my face to the ground on that floor, I saw generation after generation come to the knowledge of who Jesus is. I saw sons and daughters come back to Jesus. I saw marriages restored. I saw beautiful things take place on that property. I saw people being equipped for the work of the ministry on that property. And don't look at the land and see the giants, but look at the land and see the promise. And this morning, God is saying to us, He's saying to 24-7, give me a seed so that I can produce a harvest. I stood there, me and Khadra stood there and we're like, how much are we going to sow? 
We're already going like, we're sowing a seed there. I want that harvest and I'm not even in your church. Because I understood the weight of what God wants to do there. I stood in front of the promised land and I surveyed the land and I saw that it was good. I saw that what God's going to do there is going to be incredible. But it is now, not tomorrow, not tomorrow, today. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Isn't it amazing when someone rises with faith, how even in our own communities we silence them? Oh, that person is shaking a little bit too much. A little bit too much. And all of a sudden, when God moves on someone, we, we want to we break it. We want to criticize it. They're allowed to cry, but they're not allowed to laugh. They're allowed to jump, but they're not allowed to shake. We've got all these weird things. I'm like, I want to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. If I shake, rattle, and roll and look like a clown, it's got nothing to do with you. Because I have chosen to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. It's okay that we allow people to be possessed by demons. Listen to the heresy in the church. We allow people to be possessed by demons, but we can't be possessed by the Holy Spirit. We can't be overtaken and overcome by the power of heaven. But it's okay. No, we give the devil the authority and the power. No, I want to be possessed, man. I want to be taken by the Holy Spirit. And wherever he says go, I want to go. I want to do what he says to me to do. I don't want to be living by the opinions of man. Your opinion sucks in any case. Because the king's rule and rail is powerful. And if he said it, let it be so. If he says the dead will be raised, he will raise the dead. If he says the sick will be healed, he will do that. I've seen life come into dead bodies when the power and the resurrected power of God moves into people. I've seen people in wheelchairs, bones broken, cracking, coming together, walking. I saw people with no eyes. We prayed for them and eyes popped into their sockets. Come on, it is now. It is not for a special group of people. It is for you, the sons and daughters of God, who want to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. Okay. <laughs> Told you it's the last time you're going to see me calm. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Oh, then, say then. The glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all of Israel. To do what? To confirm his word over his sons and daughters. You bring the seed. He'll produce the harvest and confirm the word. And that is what God wants to do. What God wants to do in this church is ridiculous. I see it. I see it. When we pray, we feel it. Cadre myself up there and we're like, oh my gosh, this is heavy. The stuff God is doing and wanting to do in you. Don't let your opinion of who God is get in the way. Don't let your religious way of thinking get in the way. People who were thought they were religious crucified Jesus. Let us not crucify Jesus in other when they're encountering the Holy Spirit. Let us not do that. Instead say, Lord, move on me in that way. Move on me in that way. Move on me. God, yes, Moses say Deal begin with my work. Come on. And listen to this. And the Lord said to Moses, How long, listen, how long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me? After all the miraculous signs I've done for them. And I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a great nation and mightier than they are. Listen what devotion does. Moses. But Moses objected. What will the Egyptians think when they hear about it? He asked. They know full well that the power you displayed in rescue them. Now if you destroy them, the Egyptians will send a report to the inhabitants of the land. 
who have already heard that you are living among your people. What is Moses doing? Moses is stepping into the future and drawing on a covenant that Jesus is going to make. Do you see that? Moses tapped into the future knowing that Jesus is going to create a covenant with us. How insane is that? That he drew on Jesus when Jesus didn't even come onto the earth. You need to catch what's happening. I love this. They know the Lord that you have appeared to your people face to face. And that your pillar of clouds hovers over them. They know that you go before them in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Now if you slaughter all these people with a single blow, the nations have heard of your fame. The Lord was not able to bring them into the land he swore to them. So he killed them in the wilderness. Please, Lord, prove that your power is great as you have claimed for you have said. Sure. You must remind God of his promises over that land. When we stood on that land, I said, Lord, we place a demand of, on every prophetic word spoken over this church. We place a demand and we want to see it now. And when I was praying for Pastor Grant, I saw him carrying the burden of this ministry. And the Lord said to me, he's going to release sons and daughters that will carry, carry their burden. The sons and daughters need to lift up their arms until they are honored, until they are respected as apostles. The power of God and the anointing of God will always flow weak. But the moment the sons and the daughters come and they lift up their arms and they say, we will dream with you. We will stand with you. Let's go into the promised land. God's going to move. They have paid a price for you to stand in this freedom. They have paid a price that you will never know about. They have cried tears that you've never seen. They have prayed prayers that you've never heard. But you are sitting in the prophetic word of their prayers and intercession. You don't understand how powerful this moment is. You don't understand the glory of God that is about to be manifested in your ministry. You don't understand that God wants to birth awakening in this nation through you. If you understood what I said, your face would be on the ground right now. If you understood, listen to me. It's an invitation that you've got to say yes to. Don't wait for me. Face to the floor. Jesus, do it now. Do it now in me. In this moment, do it now. Don't wait for the ministry team to lay hands on you. Don't wait for some random prophetic word. Commit it now to Jesus. Face to the floor. Face to the floor. Priests ministering to the king. And as you start ministering as a priest, you will have dominion as a king. So right now, respond to that yes. Respond to the yes of the Father. Say, God, let awakening come to our church. Let it come. We say yes, God. We will not act with content. We will honor you. We will commit. We will lay down our lives for the cause of Christ to see your glory made manifest in the land. We say yes. We say yes to whatever it looks like we say yes we say yes yes God do it in us do it God right now with me right now I don't care what it looks like I don't care what it sounds like deliver me of the opinions of men and show me what awakening looks like come on you need to connect with Jesus right now just say yes Lord yes Lord do it in us do it in me. Ki santaramo sakna. E shante revatiki. Horobo kondo. Father, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you will move upon every heart. Lord, that you will say, come and give us the ability to say yes. We lay down our lives again in this moment. We say, yes, God, in this moment, we want to say, let it come now. Let awakening come now. Let revival come now. Let sons and daughters come back to Jesus now. Let people be delivered now. Let the lame walk now. Let the dead be raised now. Let blind eyes be opened now. Let deaf ears be opened now. 
Jesus, visit your church. God, in power, in signs, and in wonders. We say yes. Come on, you need to release that groan on the inside of you. Release that groan. Just let it out. It's not about the person to your left. It's not about the person to your right. Say yes. Forget about people. Forget about people. I pray that from this day, this church will forever be delivered of the opinions of people. That your devotion will be so wild, so outrageous. God, that nations will come and look at you worship. That through you, the glory of God will be revealed to nations. Yeah, we thank you, God. Come on. You do business with God. You do business with God. Open your mouth. Say yes. Open your mouth. Say yes. Open, 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 open. We say yes to whatever it looks like. We say yes to whatever it looks like. We say yes to whatever it looks like, God. We say yes. We say yes. Lord, I pray that sons and daughters will come that sons and daughters will move into this place and hold up the hands of the apostles. Lord, I pray that sons and daughters will come into this house to bring the finances that's needed, to bring what needs to be brought, God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, Lord, that today is the day that you break off any lack. Today is the day that you break off any form of poverty, God. And Lord, we thank you for abundance. Lord, any person who's been disobedient and not doing what you've called them to do right now, now move upon their hearts, move upon their lives. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we want the power, we want the glory, we want the fire of Jesus to move Jesus. We want to be like Joshua and Caleb that say, there's the land, we're taking it. There's the land, we're taking it. Yeah, come on, Jesus. Come on. Five more minutes, five more minutes, five more minutes. Say yes, keep saying yes. Five more minutes. The Lord is delivering some of you, bringing freedom to some of you. Just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. Come on. Now come on. Dependency on the Holy Spirit. Dependency on the Holy Spirit. Some of you have been caught in a cycle. You felt that you can't break through the cycle. Today it's broken in Jesus' name. You've gone for counseling after counseling session and still there's no victory. Today you've got victory. Today you've been delivered, set free in Jesus' name. We say yes, whatever it looks like, God. We say yes. Oh, we love you, Lord. Love your presence. Kira masia bradakata satan. Romoko siata tata ravashandereve. Riba bababasia bravakande. Kira masian tatasi. We say yes, God. Lord, I pray that people will see the angel of revival. Open their eyes right now. Open their eyes right now. Come on, there's some of you, you need to recommit your life to Jesus. You're not living like you're supposed to. You need to recommit your life to Jesus. Come on, if that's you, just put up your hand. If you've not been all out, if you've been lukewarm, you've been not doing what you're supposed to, if that's you, just put up your hand. Come on. There we go. Come on. There's hands going up everywhere. Come on. There's hands going up everywhere in this place. Come on. Lives laid down. Devotion unto the Lamb, unto death. Hey, Father, you see these hands. You see these hearts responding. Father, right now, I ask that you'll move on their lives. I ask that you'll come and touch them. Right now, touch them with your Holy Spirit. Right now, where those hands are raised, Touch them, God. Touch them. Touch them right now. Move on them, Holy Spirit. Move on them, Holy Spirit. Move on them. Move on them. Move on them, Holy Spirit. Move on them. Right now, God. 100% committed. 100% committed. 
In Jesus' name, we release it, God. We release it, we release it, we release it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, come. I believe right now the Holy Spirit wants to pour himself out over you again. There's this passage in the Bible, I'm going to read it to you. It's out of the book of Acts. It says, in the fact that this happened here in a very city for Herod, below it is the government, Gentiles, and the people of Israel, all united against Jesus, your holy servant whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to all. And now, our Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of our Lord Jesus. And after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the word with great boldness. So if you want that fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, just stand to your feet right now. Just stand to your feet. Just stand. Fire in Jesus' name. Fire in Jesus' name. Fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Fresh touch right now. We release to God. We release the fresh touch. Fresh touch. Boldness. Boldness. Fresh touch in Jesus' name. Fresh touch right now. We release to God. Boldness. Boldness for your kingdom. Boldness for your kingdom in Jesus' name. Come on, you need to come to the front. You need to come to the front. If you want to be touched by the Holy Spirit, come, come. Yes, fresh fire, God. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh. Fresh fire, God. We break off every lie of the enemy. Fresh fire, God. Fresh fire. In Jesus' name. Fresh fire, God. Right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, we release the healing power of Jesus over her body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right now, God. Just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands.